Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. We are going to dive into episode 65 right now and pray our way through Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. But before we do that, let's open with a bit of what we call worship prayer. Since we began these broadcasts, we have been praying through the characteristics of God in this worship opening time. But before I disappeared for a few weeks for my wedding and honeymoon, we had reached the end of the alphabet of God's characteristics. We ended with Y's. And today we are beginning a new series of worship prompts. We're going to be praying through the names of God, starting this week with the name Jehovah. Jehovah is one of the ways of saying Yahweh, or whenever I say Yahweh, I want you to imagine in your mind the four capital letters Y-H-W-Y. This is the true personal name of God, and it means I am. Now, this short description, this I am, has a sense of the eternal. It means God was, God is, and God will always, always be. The name Jehovah, as we know it, has evolved over time and translation. It's a Latinization of Yahweh, as he revealed it to the Hebrews. When he shared his name with them, he did it partly to set himself apart as the one true God, because the culture was full of the worship of dozens of little g gods. Out of their reverence for the command, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain, found in Exodus 27, Jewish tradition believed that the word Yahweh was sacred. And around the third century BC, they decreed that it could only be spoken by the high priest on the Day of Atonement, which was one of Israel's major holy festivals. And for all other occasions, they would substitute the name Adonai. Yahweh began to fade from memory because it wasn't being used. But then there were movements to restore it. In the 13th century, the earliest Latin form of this word was introduced, which in English became what we know as Jehovah. Through all the adaptations and translations over the centuries, the underlying intent was that God would be revered, and above all, that His name would be treated with the highest respect. So today we are going to dive into Exodus 3, 13 through 15. Then Moses asked God, if I go to the Israelites and I say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What should I tell them? God replied to Moses and said, I am who I am, and this is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say this to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever. This is how I am to be remembered in every generation. That is Exodus 3, 13 through 15. So let's dive in and let's pray that verse. Lord, we are choosing today as part of that every generation mentioned in this verse. We are choosing today to honor you as I am, as Jehovah, as Yahweh. You are the God who has been, who is now, and who always will be. All of your characteristics that we have prayed from the time of this broadcast beginning until now, all of these things, they are eternal. They are unchanging. They have been, they are now, and they will always be. Your nature is eternal and unchanging. You are the God of Jacob, God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Israel, and my God, my personal God. 
God of the Christians, the Gentile believers. Lord, I honor you for that today, that you are the great I am. As we go through this prayer time today, I ask that you would calm my heart, give me the words that you would have me speak, lead us in this prayer time in a way that this time will honor you, that nothing that we do or say in this time would be dishonoring, but our goal is to glorify you and that you would change our heart with these prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. That's opening worship. We are moving into Philippians 4, chapter 4, verses 8 and 9 now. And because it's been a few weeks, let's review. In the first verses of this chapter, we saw that the Philippian church had a problem. Two women were creating division in the body of Christ, and we prayed through Paul's call for it to be resolved and for unity to be restored. That was the very beginning opening. And then we saw Paul's instruction to rejoice, and we prayed through one of the most quoted verses in Philippians, to rejoice, to pray always, and with thanksgiving. Now, in today's verses, Paul gives another instruction, one so deceptively simple and practical that we tend to hear it or read it and think, oh, that's nice, and not actually put it into practice. But this is a super practical verse or set of verses, super practical passage. Philippians 4, 8 through 9 says this, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any moral excellence, and if there is anything praiseworthy, dwell on these things. Do what you have learned and received and heard from me and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Let's pray those verses. Father, this is something we've heard a million times. This verse is probably familiar to most of us, but it's not something that we do. It's not something that we, we think about often. You tell us that what we should be putting into our mind is things that are true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, commendable, morally excellent, and praiseworthy, and that these are the things that we should be dwelling on. But Lord, I ask your forgiveness for dwelling on things that are not those things. We often tend to dwell on the negative, on what's wrong. We dwell on what has been hurtful to us. We dwell on what we resent. We dwell, we dwell on things that are going wrong in the world. We dwell on so many things that are not true and praiseworthy and morally commendable and excellent and honorable and just. Lord, turn our hearts, turn our minds towards those things. Help us to see as we walk through today what that would look like in our life. As we think about what we are bringing into our minds, whether that is through the television, through YouTube, through social media, through conversation, through magazines, whatever we might be picking up or looking at or bringing into our minds, help us to see that and to be able to evaluate today. Is this true? Is this just? Is this honorable? Is it praiseworthy? Is it lovely? If not, Help us turn away and choose something else instead. But help us to learn to make that choice so that it then becomes habit. For those of us who have never kind of thought through this, I pray that you would give each of us patience with ourselves and that you, Spirit, would prompt us as we begin taking things in and evaluating if they are things that we should dwell on or not. But as we begin to evaluate, I pray that you would, Spirit, just prompt us to remember this verse today. You would prompt us to make that choice, intentionally make that choice. But it's not only the things that we're bringing in through our eyes and our ears, but it is also what we are choosing to think about. 
And that, I guess, is maybe even more of an issue because you tell us in this verse, the word you use was dwell, dwell on these things. That's a similar concept to meditate, meditate on these things, dwell on these things. Let our minds be rolling these things over and over and over in our in our mind, in our hearts. What is it? What are those stories that we have, that running tape that goes through our minds? Because if it's not these things, we need to repent. Father, I ask you to help us to do that. Help us to see the the tape in our minds that that replays over and over and over. And if it is not dwelling on something that is pure, just, honorable, lovely, all of these things, then I ask that you would help us learn to change that tape because we can. We choose what our mind thinks about. We choose what we dwell on. And I ask you to help us learn to do that, learn to make that choice. It is absolutely possible, although it's something that most of us don't do, don't make an intentional effort to do. Help us to learn to do the things that we have learned and seen and received from Paul. Not only from Paul, not only from his words, this happens to be in this letter to the Philippians, but in your word, help us to do what we have learned, received, and heard from you, Father, whether that is in Paul's letter to the Philippians that we've been going through, or a Sunday in a sermon, or this morning in our own time in the Bible and prayer, or from a godly friend or godly teacher. All of those things help us not just be hearers of the word, but help us be doers of the word. Paul tells the Philippians, do what you have learned and received and heard and seen in him. Help us to model our lives after people who run after you above all. And then, Lord, we can step into that promise that the God of peace is with us. We pray for your presence in our lives, and we ask that you would be evident in our lives as well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you guys so much for joining with me in prayer today and for watching this broadcast. If you're actually watching on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page and you found it helpful, I would love it if you invite someone to join us the next time we do this, which will be Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you're a podcast listener, thank you for joining us that way. Subscribing to the show and sharing it with a friend will invite more people to pray along with us to join us in prayer. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace and the Gravel Road, who gives you the truth and tools to help you live the life that God wants of you. My heart is that as you and I pray these scriptures together each twice a week or whatever, however often we're doing this now, my heart is that we will all grow in our prayer lives, that we will hear from God in this time, that He will answer our prayers in mighty, mighty ways. But most of all, my prayer is that you will fall deeper and deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.